Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. time you get to do that anyway oh, yeah, so. that's too much 70s radio and 80s bad radio i guess hi i'm dave uh miss d and i'm cubby right <laughs> so here we go uh Beep. we are we, this is our tennessee show we, we took a road trip we went to tennessee uh for a convention sold some books sold a lot of books it was really cool. Uh, sat there with uh, my my new friend Zachary Magaha, young author extraordinaire, seventeen years old. He's amazing. Um, he, uh, well, we were representing Burning Bowl Publishing at the Marble City Comic Con. Yes, in Knoxville, Tennessee. Yes, and a beautiful place. Beautiful ride through the Appalachians. Uh, we were at the Expo Mart in Knoxville, and there was some great barbecue. The peop- oh yes, the people were even better. Uh, yes, we did. I we met some lovely people there. Just very, very nice, very friendly, fr- very friendly people. Yeah, everybody. Um, the show itself was was huge. Uh, I want to say this is the first time I, there was somewhere between sixty and eighty percent cosplayers that were walking around. Mm. I, you know, like uh, 
A lot of people, you know, there's, there's a lot of controversy with that. I, I enjoy them. It's great. Um, but when they're younger, they tend to not purchase anything. And the vendors just kind of mm-hmm. sit there. And then they had a lot of activities where they took everybody away from the vendors. And I see this happen more often than not. And uh, for three hours, nobody was walking around because right. of doing I these. I think it's a double-edged sword. It is. It, it is true. I don't know the answer to that. I mean, unless they, uh, <laughs> they lower the price of admission, and if you're a cosplayer, you get to a, a cheaper admission, and you are therefore entitled to purchase more. You know, I, I think yeah. that, that would be key. Well, that also backfires on people, too. So. Everything backfires. But, I mean, talk about enthusiasm. Everybody w- was enthusiastic. It was a good time. Uh, just two days, not three. And um, I, I just had a great time in Tennessee. I mean, people there are great. amazing. Um, I got to fulfill a lifelong dream. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. I met R2-D2. Oh, my God. Yes, you did. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's right. You bent down to say hi and uh, give him the data plans for the Death Star, and he uh, took off. Well, you... Yeah, you jumped. I did. <laughs> I didn't know he was fully movable, R2-D2, but... <laughs> anyways, anyways. Yeah, anyways, anyways. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see. You know what? We should talk about what, what's coming up on the next show before we get into the interviews here. Oh, absolutely. Tennessee. Um, you mind telling the people who we have coming up um, next week? Oh, next week, uh, Leslie Rankin from <laughs> from Ruby is coming on. Um, so that'll be really exciting. I can't wait to do that interview. So, yeah, that's going to be really exciting. Um, you okay what do you there? think about that? I don't know, you're running out of things to say. <laughs> no. Meanwhile, you're like a fan from what I remember. I am a fan. You just ran out of the room and I didn't yeah. know why. It was well, bizarre. There's a couple props that I needed. <laughs> um, first of all. I like, pull- what are you doing? Um, I am looking forward to Ruby and she seems very enthusiastic, uh, Leslie Rankin. And she's a, a wonderful person and she's going to be calling us from Scotland. We're going to be recording that one and it should be up in the uh, first week of May. Uh, we should yeah. have that one up. And if you don't know who she is, um, I will not compare her to industrial music because she doesn't like that. Uh, apparently, I, I always said that Salt Peter, her album, um, was the female version of uh, Pretty Hate Machine. Mm. And But she's more prone to say that she she used real instruments in a real band because I'm pretty sure that's what happened. We're going to ask her that. Right. Um, it does sound more organic than Trent Reznor will say, mm-hmm. and I'm, I don't want to compare her to that, but it is the the female side, I think. Uh, but the music's just, it's it's rock. I mean, it's, it's yeah. rock, it's heavy at times, really it's melodic, it's intense. But I look forward to her and her explanation after 20 years. I, I want to know where all this came from. But as for my... <laughs> my uh, my partner at Burning Burning Bulb uh, Publishing there that I sat with over the weekend, we have Zachary Magaha, and he's, again, 17 years old, and he's several times published, and I'm holding two of his books here. Uh, Park Masters, a comedy written by Zachary Magaha. This was actually, um, well, I'll just read the back of the book. Um, bad breakups, Bigfoot costumes, ghost bears, and more. Park Masters is a wacky, intelligent, quirky comedy about the power relationships have on people, good or bad. Also, it's just plain fun. He told me that this had to do with a bad breakup one summer, and he wrote yes, this. Yes, I asked him what, what my first uh, summer read should be, and you know, he told me to read that book. So that's going to be my first summer read, Zach. There you go. <laughs> In the next week or two. <laughs> the next one here has zombies on the cover. It's called Sea of Medium to High Pitched Noises. This is my next read. <laughs> Um, this one here, uh, the zombie apocalypse is changing. The world is coming to an odd demise. And a serial killer tries to change his ways and redeem himself before it all goes away. Interesting. 
Um, these two books have my attention, and he is nonstop mm-hmm. with his ideas. We met his dad, Sven Magaha, as well, who was there with him. Great guy. Great guy. And both of them will be working on the film. Well, he, I think he's a crew member of the, the film, Tim, tell, oh boy, Belly Timber. Belly Timber. Which, if you're into cannibalism, uh, Mongols, <laughs> uh, Chainsaw Massacre, uh, Blood Gore, with the documentary t- uh, style, um, you can check out the, ch- the trailer for Timber. Yes. I don't know. I don't know if that's a, Belly that's a great way to timber. say it. If you you're into you, cannibalism. You, you, you can't cut me off when I'm trying to correct Sorry. myself. Belly Timber is the film. Now you have to check out the actual trailer because it's so cool. It's, it looks like it's really well done. And um, I'm just looking forward to it. Uh, I believe Gary Vincent from Burning Bow Publishing it, it, it's, um, itself will be um, in the film. He has a small part. Uh, but Zachary Magaha is writing the novelization of the film. He, um, which will be coming out before the film. And it's a tough task to take on writing, uh, somebody else's script, writing from somebody else's script that can change. Right. You're making a novelization. I don't envy him. He says it's kind of, it's exciting, but at the same time, it's very, very, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, that'd be an intimidating task to take on. And intimidating. Yes, you're correct. That's exactly what it would be to me anyway. I've done, (laughs) I've done such things. It's, it's, it's kind of, it's very hard and you have very limited space that you can move depending on what the, other writers tell you you can do. But yeah, Belly Timber, horror movie coming out next year. Look for the trailer. Novelization by Zachary Magaha. Uh, we met, let's see, we, we have an interview with Zachary coming up. We have also an interview with Kevin Sexton coming up. Kevin Sexton, part of, well, he is Paranormal Chasers. Uh, we met his wife, Penny Sexton, as well. This guy, um, he was an ex-wrestler, uh, professional wrestler. Um, and he, he actually knew John Towers, who... I don't know how if they fought each other because they're both heels, so I, I don't know that they did. But um, let's see here. This guy, remember what he did? Oh, yeah, with all the sculptures. Sculptures and statues. Very, very, yeah. it, just different, different. Basically, if you can think it up or draw it up, he will make a three-dimensional uh, statue of it. Um, it's amazing work. And it's it's it was yeah. re- was it resin? It was resin? Or? I think it was like it was a resin yeah. kind of I was afraid to touch them because yeah. you don't want to start touching something on someone's table and break it, or you know. Right. Well, they weren't breakable. That's just that, yeah. that was the cool part about it. Um, and you got you can check him out. Um, he's hard to get a hold of himself, but the website here is www.sextoncreations.com. That's sexton, t-o-n, creations.com, and check him out. Um, he takes PayPal too. But if you're creative and you've got stuff you want to make three-dimensional from your brain, he will do this for you. You know, he had said if he, you have a sketch of it, he can yep. pretty much do it. <laughs> yep, yep. He takes like a down payment and then is and you don't finish paying until I believe uh, it's finished. I'm not sure. Uh, if that, but that's, it's a good deal. I'm going to do it myself. I can't wait to do it. He was such a cool dude, too. And this guy makes mm-hmm. movies, too. He had some kind of paranormal movies. There were like three or four of them. That he had at his table. Um, you'll hear him in a little bit. It'll, he'll speak for... I mean, honestly, he speaks for himself. I don't have to say anything more <laughs> about Kevin Sexton. Um, and after, uh, let's see. Also, too, uh, I met these guys from Nightmare Hill. Okay, Nightmare Hill is a... Uh, well, it is just that. It is one of those um, haunts. And, you know, the, the a haunted house, attraction. The houses that October built, basically. Um and this one here is underground in, in caves. I think you start above ground, of course, in a house, from what I see here in this picture. And there's a catacomb of caves, and these guys rob zombie it up. 
Lots that of- just seems crazy <laughs> to go yeah. into the caves and i don't even know how you would do that that they, sounds so interesting and they're both really good um well I, ken is ken makes his own props uh they they have you know monsters inside but apparently this one is one of the this is the real deal right. um nightmare I've, hill uh let's see if you can check this out i can't um well they're, they're gonna tell you all about it anyway but yeah they, uh, yeah so to, nightmare hill uh Ch- cherokee what is it? CherokeeCavernsNightmareHill.com. CherokeeCavernNightmareHill.com. So I guess that's the website yeah. you would go to check that out. I, I, I see a Tennessee October trip coming. Yeah, yeah. So if you're in Tennessee in October, uh, I definitely, they're going to tell you about that too. They'll be on in a little bit. Uh, let's see here. You're going to hear some music later on by Three Quarters Dead. You'll hear The Enemy, a uh, great band, my buddy Mark Alexander. And uh, I don't know. What else you got, Miss D? You got something else you want to No. Should we get down to it? No, then? I think we, we we have lots of guests coming on, so let's get down to it. All right. I hope you enjoy this one, guys. Uh, yeah, very cool people here and people you want to get to know. Very creative. And I say drop the dime for the, what they got for you because it's worth it. Uh, well, let's uh, want to get into Ruby. Yeah, definitely. Shall we play Tiny Meat, the release from Saltpeter? Excellent. Excellent choice. All right. Well, she said we can do this. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And uh, next week, we'll have her, we'll have uh, Leslie Rankin from from Ruby herself. Wow. (laughs) This is what I get for drinking uh, San Pellegrino (laughs) before a show. Those bubbles are tripping up your tongue. (laughs) Yeah, man. uh, I'm telling you. Hardcore. Hardcore uh, (laughs) soda water. All right, folks, enjoy. Enjoy.
Marble City Guy. Hey, this is Dave at Kettle Whistle Radio. I'm here with my buddy. Zachary Magaha. <laughs> he says it so fast. And that's Magaha for all you out there in case you don't know how to say his name. I screwed it up on the last show. He doesn't know that yet, but he'll hear it. So uh, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and what we got on your table here, man? We're at the, what, what, what con is this? Marble City Con. We're trying to sell some books. And we're here at Burning Bowl Publishing where, we, you know, we're both published under this. We love this, these guys. And uh, Zach's got a lot going for him. And you want to say how old you are, Zach? Uh, currently, I'm 17, but most of my novels were published when I was 16. Which is just plain amazing, if you ask me. Um, how did? What was the first one you put out? The first novel I put out was Sea of Medium to High Pitch Noises, which is a horror novel. I recommend it in the sense that it was my first book. Stylistically, I would change quite a few things. And that's the same with all authors in their first book. I mean, you always want. You, you, sometimes you don't ever want to go back and read what you did first because you want to move on. You moved on. Yes. Yeah. So, what, what's the next? What did you do next? After that, I did a comedy novel titled Park Masters, which actually, I want to say next. That was my next published. In between, I think I wrote another novel, maybe some novellas. I'm not for certain. But Park Masters, a comedy, was the next published. Then after that, a. Uh, horror comedy came out called A Rock Band Named Steve. Rock Band Named Steve. That got my attention. Uh, what's that about exactly? Well, pretty much it's about a boy and a girl and teenagers. And they fall in love and the boy is a kind of odd dude with a very goofy mustache. And the girl is a normal girl but her family is a clan of hipster-like syrupers. <laughs> Nice. Uh, I guess you really, I don't want to put this off too for, uh, too long. Belly Timber is what I'm looking forward to myself, okay? This is a movie coming out. I saw the trailer. I'll have the trailer up on the site again. Um, Belly Timber, you're doing the novelization of a movie coming out in the vein of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but we're dealing with cannibals living in mid Midwest America? Yeah, Indianapolis okay. and Ohio. Yeah, how did this come about? Like, How did you get to do the novelization of a movie coming out next year well earlier in the year i was uh, selling books at the culture shock con in indianapolis which is ran by days of the dead and i met the producers there and we talked a while and they pretty much just gave me the green light to take their screenplay and turn it into a novel to be released through burning bowl publishing around maybe three months before the movie still that's a tremendous amount of trust. They must have gotten a hold of some of your writing, or I mean, they like your style. How did they just give you the green light? All I'm going to say is a rock band named Steve. Rock band named Steve did it. You hear that, folks? You got to look for that one. Uh, you should probably tell them. Let's first of all, where do we find your stuff outside of BurningBowlPublishing.com? Well, a rock band named Steve is. Uh, it'd be available on Kindle. I'm pretty sure it'd be on Nook. It is a novella, so there wasn't a paperback release, which all my other novels are in paperback. The rock band named Steve, due to it's it's pretty much shorter than a novel, but longer than a short story, which is novella, so no real use to put it in a paperback, so it's an ebook. Now, I've been talking to Zachary here for a while, and uh, you're definitely older beyond uh, your years. I, I like. 
you talk about paperbacks from the eighties that you, you're in, I, I collect weird paperback novels from bad horror movies or good horror movies. You're the only person I know that has Jaws two in paperback. I just learned that today. Had Jaws two, had, but you, still, you had it. Um, what? Where did this passion come from initially to just get into the either good, bad horror, the collection, collecting the writing? Pretty much just what writing is about. When I was younger, I wanted to be a director, and then. I was watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, the behind the scenes, because I was all about becoming a director. And they had this writer on there by the name of David J. Scow. And he was the screenwriter. And they talked about how he had gotten the job because the producers had liked his books. So I was thinking, can you have a horror novel or horror movie in the form of a novel? So I seeked out this writer, David J. Scow. And since then, it just, I couldn't stop reading and I couldn't stop writing. And I, yeah, I believe that because I, I just recently saw that you plan on having twelve novels out. That's your goal this year. If you could do it, you would do it. You don't stop, and I guess your brain doesn't stop. No, I, I never stop. I'm writing every day. So for the rest of this year, I plan to have five more novels, and then next year, twelve in total, which is a novel yeah, a month. That's nice. And we're here actually with uh, Zach's dad is here with us too. I don't know if he wants to come over and say hi. <laughs> you have something to do with Belly Timber, I see, don't you? Um. I guess so. <laughs> He's the help. Well, the, the big the big thing is that Zach said that the big you're a big supporter, you know, as a parent, and you have a girlfriend that's really behind you and all your stuff. Yeah, so my having, girlfriend's definitely behind me. So having all that support behind you, that keeps you going, I imagine. Yes, yeah, we're all excited about Belly Timber. I believe personally, it's after talking uh, with Dustin Kay and uh, Ken Wallace from the the producers of the of the movie, I believe it's going to be a big hit. Hopefully. From what I see on the trailer, I agree with that completely. I'm really looking forward to it. And um, I, did Gary from uh, Burning Bulb, Gary uh, Vincent, get a part in the film? Did I hear something about that? I think he does have some part. Uh... <laughs> yeah, he's playing the role of George. I can't pronounce the last name. It's it's a minor role. It'll be a speaking role, and that's about all I can really say. All right. Yeah, I, we were talking about the that's difficulties cool. too. I like this guy here. Zachary is taking on the task of writing a novelization of a script that can change. That's and you said that's stressful, right? I mean, it's it's stressful in the fact that a screenplay is very, very different than fiction. So translating it into fiction, it's a task all its own. That's probably another podcast completely. I honestly, I don't envy you in that uh, writing from somebody else's script. I, I did do it. I wrote a screenplay once. Didn't get paid for it. It was a novel that was about mm, six hundred pages long. Uh, that was the reverse of what you're doing. Not fun. Not fun. Not easy. People think it's easy. Maybe you do. I don't know. I don't think it's easy. It's kind of easy if you have all of the right things laid out. But the hardest thing is just completely expanding and making a new a universe. Like, making it to where people can read the book and get what's going on without having to see the book. Then. Gotcha. Gotcha. Do you have anything else you want to add? I looked like you had something you wanted to say there. What about Zachary's dad? Do you want to introduce yourself too? <laughs> yeah. My name's Swin. I'm Zachary's dad. I'm very proud of him. Uh, just 17 years old. He's accomplished a lot. And hopefully, or thankfully, through Burning Bulb, we've, uh, they've given us a real good opportunity to get his work out. And uh, I just hope everyone uh, just checks him out. And, you know, he's very talented and 
I'm not saying it just because I'm his dad. It, uh, I'm a fan as well, so thank you. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, and this is coming from a guy. My dad bought me my first Blizzard of Oz on vinyl. Uh, he was behind me with metal and everything else I ever did. So I know these guys are into heavy metal, too. You were talking about Black Label a little bit ago, too. Heavy metal is a good source for writing the angst that we write, or, or the fun that we have. I don't know. Do you listen to any music before or after you write? Definitely before. I used to listen to music while I write, but that stopped once I kind of saw that the music and the flow was in my head, and the music playing would kind of mess with that. So I listened to music and just kind of come up with ideas and brainstorm. Then I turn music off, and that's when I begin writing. There you go. Well, we got, unfortunately, God is talking above us right now, and uh, we are at a convention. You'll have that. We'll be back in a little bit. Thanks for listening. I'm not afraid of the dark, but you should be. There are things that's well here in the dark. Things best left unseen. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle. Fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work. Okay, we are back at Marble City, and I've got Ken and Jay here who are going to introduce themselves and what they do. These guys are uh, definitely celebrities here. I'm going to say that. I'm impressed. I can't believe they even want to waste their time with me. But, all right, what do you guys want to say? What do you got going on? Uh, I'm Ken Dillon. I'm one of the owners of Dark Science Productions based out of Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, We own and operate Nightmare Hill Cherokee Caverns, and uh, my business partner, Jay, is here as well. Hello, I'm Jay Gregory, and I'm the other half of Dark Science Productions. Now, you guys have a, a haunt that's authentic to more than any other haunt I've ever heard of. Um, you want to explain exactly? Because you're promoting that here, right? Yeah, that's correct. We have a booth set up here at uh, the Marble City Comic Con. Um, our haunt is... We get our inspiration from Rob Zombie. Uh, oh, that perfect for this show. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And his movies and music, and we get our inspiration from him. And um, we kind of draw off that and kind of make our own thing as well. And you got a lot going on. I saw a trailer. What were you showing me before? Uh, uh, the trailer the sizzle reels for a, a successful TV show that we're doing called Moonshine Mafia. Uh, myself and Jay are in a few, along with a few of the other friends. Good job, Jay. I did see you in that. Uh, <laughs> very impressive. Yes, indeed. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say. It was a lot of fun, you know? So. <laughs> That's a professional trailer. And uh, I got to tell you, you guys have the Stones as a soundtrack. It doesn't get better than that. How do you do that? I mean, 
Uh, you said the guy you know. Yeah, the connections we have, definitely. He's, he's got all the connections in the place for that. Moonshine Mafia now, is it exactly what we're... Uh, can you give me a premise for people that don't know? I've heard of it myself. But. Yeah, the, the Moonshine Mafia is kind of based off of uh, the Mafia thing. It's kind of based in East Tennessee in the woods and the... Um, Moonshiners take over, take over the other smaller moonshine operations and, and large distributing. And the role that Jay and I play, I, I'm the deacon of the church. He called me the dirty deacon, and I let him explain his character. My character, we call the devil. I'm the, I'm the dirty man. I'm the one that does all the dirty work for the deacon here. You know, he can't have the heart and soul to kill somebody, so it's me. Well, all right, I like that. That's a, a nice little uh, dichotomy of characters you got going on there. Um, now, what are, what are you promoting here at your table? Because I saw all kinds of stuff. Like, you make stuff, from what I see. Yeah, we, we built the props for the Nightmare Hill for the Cherokee Cabins. Um, Jay and I do, we do everything. We do all the design, the uh, storyline. We do everything. Okay, now, what you were telling me, too, what impressed me, you said now it's on top of a cave? Yeah, it's located at the Cherokee Cavern, um, and they have an event in the cave at Halloween. But we were that's what, yeah. We were fortunate enough to get the... Uh, Top of the cave, it's a wooded area. There's an old path that we've cleared, and um, it's set up up there. It's a little creepy, dark at night. It's, it's always people are always scared of the dark in the woods. And the hillbillies, you, you the hillbillies, and hillbillies in there that are hooping and hollering and crazy. It's enough fear for everybody. Now, if you saw these two guys approach your table like we did yesterday, I thought they were going to eat Zach and burn me alive. <laughs> uh, they they dress the part, we'll just say. But yeah, actually, two handsome fellows, well dressed for the part. That's all I'm going to say about that. But uh, now, how do we find you? Now, obviously, I, my, I have listeners everywhere, including London. But um, how do they find you online? CherokeeCavernsNightmareHill.com. We're also on Facebook at uh, Cherokee Caverns Nightmare Hill. And Twitter, you guys do Twitter? Oh, you too? No, we don't do Twitter at this time. But we're just not got that far. We got the Facebook and the website, so that's easily a way to get a hold of us. Very cool. And what else you got? Anything else you want to plug before we? Um, well, I was just gonna say one thing about the trail. Is, oh, sorry about that. We got God talking above us right now. <laughs> what sets us apart from the other trail that we think is we develop the storyline. We develop the uh, the areas for the trail. Uh, when our when our actors come in and the characters come in, we give them the things and the area they're supposed to be in. We let them develop their own character. We let them develop. Uh, what they want to do and that way they can react and they can improv with the groups that come through because nobody reacts the same so if they have to do the same thing over and over it's That's, not going to work i love that now i just saw a movie and you guys totally remind me of it oh have you seen houses that that october built it's on netflix now it's all about you guys and whether or not you audition these people before they come in because you could get some real crazies in there that might actually kill somebody that's what the movie's about now what do you guys do is there a break-in process or uh, there's a little bit of an interview process, a tryout process. We're really open because we want our actors to be creative on their own and interactive with the people. Cool. We do watch what we bring in because we do have high school students that work with us on the trail, <laughs> so we got to be careful of what kind of people we bring in. That's good to know. But then again, you, you leave that mystery, you know, who's behind the mask, and that's what makes it creepy. I love it. Watch that movie, and you may get some ideas, too. <laughs> Definitely. It's called The Houses uh, That October Built. I have nothing to do with it. Just what a great movie. Neat movie. Neat movie. I'm not going to say great. It was fun. Um, well, so the devil gets to interview these people. I, I like that. All right. Uh, well, what else What else can we talk about here? Um, music. Do you guys have any music going on? Uh, like within the, We're about music here. But uh, do you guys have any like anything playing in the background or anything? Show up our bands. Oh yeah, we we have a different range of music throughout our trail depending on what the, 
the crop is at that point. Nice. A lot of rugs on the Maryland man. So, oh, man. You know, those Ben Sevenfold, those are kind of music. So we play that throughout the trail. My crowd is going to love that, actually. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And you met Zach over here, too. So hopefully we're all going to get down there and... Uh, I don't know. We gotta get down and visit you guys. I'm I'm yep. from up north, but I don't know, Zach. You could probably make the trip anytime. Oh uh, yeah, I live pretty close to there. <laughs> but absolutely. I, I want to thank you guys for coming around. You're always welcome. And uh, you know, look us up on Facebook, Kettle Whistle Radio. I gave you a card, I think. Yep. But um, yeah, Jay and Ken, thank you so much, and uh, good luck. And I, I can't wait to visit you guys. Thank you. Come see us in October. Absolutely. Thank you.
True. Well, all right, we're we're in right now. So, all right, all right we're back. Thanks for sticking through. Uh, Marble City Madness, we call it, I guess. I'm here with Kevin Sexton. How are we, how are we going to introduce you? You got a lot going on. Oh, uh, well, I mean, I, I hate to throw a title on myself because I'm a professional comic book artist. Uh, then I got into uh, sculpting and designing uh, action figures and statues. I've been doing that now just for about five years. That's how I met him. I, he came over, and I well, actually I went and saw your table, just amazing sculptures. Guys, I can't explain it. You guys see it. Go to his website. He'll tell you how to find that later, but good stuff. Yeah, and uh, like I said, I got out of uh, pro wrestling. I've done it for 21 years, retired uh, last July. Just found and, this out. <laughs> yeah, and uh, just and I've done it just so I can concentrate on directing and doing my own independent film series called Paranormal Chasers. So, And I'm also directing a faith-based film uh, later this year called uh, Unbroken. So I'm going to be working on that. So I'm trying to wrap up my two big projects with Paranormal Chasers so I can have devote some time to do a lot of traveling and doing that in Kentucky and uh, like I said we just got a lot of great things going on and uh, been traveling going to a bunch of different cons and uh, my old painting I'm still doing book covers for people and I'm just uh, I'm busy up to my neck and I love every minute of it. So. And there were two celebrities recently that you actually were asked to uh, make uh, your your figurines of. Yeah. I don't want to call them figurines. I mean they're better than that. Uh, although but, we, yeah. we call them statues. statues uh, yeah. Like I said, I got a guy from The Walking Dead, uh, Santiago Cirillo. Uh, got done a, a zombie headhunter statue for a movie he's going to be doing sometime later next year. And uh, he loved it. I mean, I got some artwork for him, and he said, here's the general concept, but he said, I want it to look like a presented-style painting on top of a pile of body parts and everything, And, uh, and but I want a very heavy military feel. So he said, that's what I want. Do your thing. And he really just gave me a lot of freedom to go in there. And, and to be honest with you, I felt like a 13-year-old kid. <laughs> Just, and that's the greatest thing about this business. You can be a kid again. Oh, yeah. And all your gut basic instincts that you had as a child is in your favor now. Absolutely. You're not an idiot. That's that's your greatest point. So if you can tap into your inner child, that's where your goal is at. So. Anybody that knows me or listens to this show knows me well. Yes, that is indeed the truth. Forever a kid. But why not, right? Look what you've got going on. Movies, wrestling, making statues for celebrities. Here we are at a con right now. And what are you selling today? Uh, everything. I'm doing uh, steampunk ponies. We, I got four new paintings that I've done in the last two weeks. I got a T-Rex because uh, as a kid I loved dinosaurs. And, and I think there's a new Me Jurassic too. Park they're rebooting. Jurassic it. World. We're hoping there's no dumb little kids that ruin the movie. So, yes, exactly. Yeah. So, so we got that going on. I got a new Batman, and, it, and oh what God. it is, Batman sneaks up on Harley Quinn. She just killed Robin with a three-foot uh, candy cane stabbing right in the back. So, can people very, see this stuff? Where, uh, where, where, can, oh, where can people see this? Oh, yeah, just go to uh, Sexton Creations. My wife's actually, we waited to do this con first to debut these pictures. And uh, Sunday or Monday, tomorrow, we're going to be debuting them on Facebook where you can buy them. And they're real nice prints. They're like a 12 by 18 print, high gloss, very something you can put in the frame and be proud of. So. And your wife is very supportive, I think. Oh, yeah. She's, uh, she's the reason that you're sitting here. She came over here just selling your stuff. Oh, yeah. Fantastic uh, lady. Penny's done amazing. We met a little over three years ago, and just immediately during her dating process, she became a fan of what I was doing. She started following me to conventions and stuff like that, and she goes, well, my first large convention, she was the one, he said, she goes, you're going to go, and, and I know you don't want to, but I'm going to pay it. She bought my first car and said, you're going no matter what. And I said, okay. That is the key. Yeah, you know, so we went, and I put a statue, uh, one of my earliest statues, it's Indiana Jones from the original movie, oh, when he done the sandbag and the golden idol. 
I got a 12-inch diorama yes. of this. I put it in the thing, and uh, one of the judges was Giorgio from Ancient Aliens. So Really? Yeah, so I put it in there, and the very next day I got uh, third place out of 567 contestants on my very first contest. So and That's why I'm proud to have you on Kettle Whistle Radio, man, because you're definitely the guy... I needed on this show today. Get things going on this Sunday. What do you think? What do you expect for Sunday? It can either it's hit or miss. Yeah, uh, Sundays is usually start off slow, but usually uh, one thing that I always love about a Sunday is when you get toward the end of the Sunday show, two things happen. People start getting ready to pack. The fans see this, and if they got any kind of drop change, ten bucks, twenty bucks, they want to get rid of it before they get out the door. Yep. That's just how they do it. I'm yep. not going home empty-handed. Right. So, <laughs> so you, that's when I get in there. And a lot of times, that we actually set up a sale. Hey, two for one or something, because somebody they're ready to prop that money on the table. So, you hear that, folks? <laughs> Keep that in mind. I know, they're going to hear this after the fact because I wasn't going to advertise for this particular one. I did it last week. So we talk about it, and that we we do this at every show. And I love meeting new people like this, and it opens up my audience. Um, what is your favorite part about doing a convention? Is it meeting the people? Is it's it's the bottom line. Conventions, not, not only do you get to showcase what you do as, from a my art, your art, it shows who you are as a person. Who's who's the man inside of you or the woman inside of you, whoever you are. You get to express yourself. That's a number one, the most important thing about a convention. The second thing is the other amazing people you get to meet. Yes. Because when you're in the pro world, what happens is these guys are dealing with million-dollar guys, companies, but they don't get to mingle and get to work with. Now, see, that's what I love about the independent. You meet guys just as, as passionate as yep. you are yep. about film, writing, just the process of creating something. And don't get me wrong, there's, there's some idiots out here. But oh. guess what? You go to work, <laughs> there's idiots. You go to McDonald's. Yeah. Idiot, you just got to weed through these idiots, but... There's always that one or three or four people that you will meet at a con that are just amazing people. Yes. And some of the greatest friends that I have right now come from the con. I agree. Yeah, that, so, that's been the last like five they're years. They're real yeah. people. They're, they're not here to pull your chain. They're not mm -hmm. here to bullshit you. They're here just like you are. You know, hey, how can we work together to do something bigger? Right. And that's the golden line. Exactly. Right that's why I do this. It's yeah. about promoting the independent artists. We, sometimes we get national acts like bands and stuff on here, right. but they help promote the indie acts. So exactly. Yeah, you know, goes hand in hand. What, what was? Did you ever have a bad moment at a con? What's like one of the worst? Let's say folk, uh, folks that came to your table, little scrutiny going on. Well, or the worst, the worst thing I ever deal with is, you know, as a professional artist, you know, I stay busy. Is when you get these group of people and they're every con, no matter Dragon Con to the small cons, <laughs> they come up, they look at your work, and they want it for nothing. They don't understand the value of true art that's and literature. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, and, and I, I had this one statue that I had to praise. It's a spawn. He's got a, a cape span of over three foot. He he can't stand you have to hang him from the ceiling, which makes it that much more impressive. That, that's bad. Uh, yeah. It's being priced. I had two other people value it, and it was between a seven and $800 range. By far, they called it, it's a work of art, yeah. one of a kind. Do you have that with you now? Uh, no, I don't. Oh, okay. yeah, okay. it, it's a turd. Uh, Travels. So, uh, I thought so. Yeah, yeah it's, and plus, if you grab it the wrong way, I have real metal spikes coming out of him. So if you touch it, you're gonna bleed. Yeah. So I gotta create a new way how to traveling. But it, but anyway, I bring it. Started bringing it to shows for a couple of years there, and a lot of people was wanting this thing. Uh, how about fifty dollars? How about a hundred dollars? That's and I, insulting. And I was, yeah, and I was like. I can't even laugh at it. That's so stupid. So that's the most annoying thing you run into where 
I hate to say it, but 60% of the people that come in the cons don't understand the true value of art. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I agree that. I, I like what you said. It does bring people together. Like, I mean, it, there's guys over there doing a haunted house. I don't know if you met them yet. Uh, no, I yeah, have You guys not. should meet. You could probably mold stuff <laughs> for them. But and meanwhile, he's doing a book over here. We got we got Zach. You, you can say hi, Zach. They can hear you again. Hello. Yeah, we, Zachary's still here, and he, he's doing a book for their, uh, well, hopefully, yeah. going to be doing a, a little novella for their, their haunted, their haunt that they have. So it's cool how things come together like this. I don't know. You should go meet. I'll go introduce you to them. <laughs> but well, anything else? Let's tell people how to find you. Uh, just go to uh, you can go Facebook or on the internet sextoncreations.com and or you can Google my name. But go to the Sexton Creations, and if you go on that page, you'll see a tag that says Paranormal Chasers. You can find right. out more about the independent films. And another amazing thing, like I said, uh, Santiago Cirillo from The Walking Dead. He's starring in our next two films right now. It's uh, chapter three and four. It's the uh, Legend of the Black Cross and the Soul of the Angel Fire. Uh, we're hoping about three more months. Uh, chapter three will be out. We're hoping about early fall before Halloween. Number four will be out. So we got that going on. Also, uh, Jeff, director Jeff Burr, the guy who directed the Texas Chainsaw Massacre three. Dan Pumpkinhead 2, he is a part of our project. He's so, chomping at the bit over yeah. here right next to you. Yeah. His, his eyes went wide. He's well, a huge Chainsaw fan. Yeah, well, him and uh, his uh, uh, partner in crime, Mark Hanna of Hand Post Productions, these guys uh, are been my mentors for the last 10 years. I've been studying becoming a director for the last 10 years, and it's only the last couple of years I've been, you know, nice. putting the wrestling on hold and really going 100 miles an hour, and it's it's been a whirlwind. I mean, I've watched the comic book series go up and down, up and down, and I tried to throw it away, uh, and no. the fans keep calling me to bring it back. And this time, I said, if I'm going to do it, damn it, I'm going to do it right. Yeah, man, and no I, regrets. One thing led to the other, yes. and it's always good to go back to that. I got started with comics with John Towers, who you said right. you know, the wrestler, yeah. Johnny Axe, and it moved on to books, and I... I dare say there was a movie in the works next year. Right? Oh. I, I, if that's been announced already through Dagavision Films, but that's something else. Um, it looks like Zachary, do you have a question for him about that chainsaw there? I, I see you chomping at the bit <laughs> yeah, over here. I was uh, from the podcast yesterday. What originally got me into writing was watching behind the scenes of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 and watching Jeff Burr, and then they talked about a screenplay writer that they found right Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, David Jessica. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned yesterday, He's the writer whose first books I read. I'm like, you can make a horror movie in the form of a book. And that just got me started in the book. Yeah. Well, being that around, I'll tell you the greatest thing, like Jeff, people like Jeff Burr, Mark Hanna, these guys, if you get to work side by side them, they just light your fire, man. They just inspire you to do more. And the greatest thing, another great thing about them is these guys are, they love to teach people. They don't like, I know all this knowledge and it's a secret. No, these guys want to take the things they've learned over the last 30 years, give it to another young, inspiring yep. artist to, yep. to run wild with it. And, and that's one thing. Jeff's come over to my house. I couldn't tell you how many times. And he's watched my films, watched my dailies. He said, Kevin, here's what he said. Keep doing what you're doing. You're hitting a home run. Don't stop. Love so it. That's a little, you can't get no better than that. little something here. And I, I do this because of John Towers, too. He called making something out of nothing, and that's what we did. Right. And we literally did. Now we, we have I, I'm 114 shows in, in the bag, and I got, I got books, I got comics. I meet people like you, which is the reason why I do it. 
and we just branch out. So right. I think. Well, anything else? Are you in Twitter? Uh, uh, no, I don't Twitter. Facebook? Uh, you, do we do that? You can't personally talk to me on any kind of media. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. If you if you go to our website, so email. You shoot us email. You, it's actually my wife Penny. Uh, like I said, she she handles all my personal things. It's okay. The reason is I am so busy with all these different entities and uh, uh, between the painting and the directing and everything you else. need a personal assistant yeah well, yeah I, I don't have time to get on there that's why if you ever want to get to meet me just find out what shows i'm going to and uh just that, that's the best place to meet me and, uh, perfect, perfect. and i love to talk with uh, the fans uh, I, I love them i mean they're the reason why i'm where i'm at right now they're they're 50 of that project so perfect that's what we want to hear I, well i appreciate you doing this man Kevin Sexton, everybody, uh, you can't look them up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You can look up the website, I guess. Yeah, uh, and Facebook, yeah, like I said. But it's not me on the you Facebook. You can't contact it's my wife. Yeah, so contact my wife. She's the one that answers all my phone calls. So. And you gave out her email as well, or is it the same one? It's all the same one. All right, very one. good. Yeah, this is all right, well, thanks for your time, man. All right, I love being here. Thank you very much, man. All right, let's enjoy the uh, rest of the day, right? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> You're obligated to introduce me to Jeff Burton. Oh, okay. Well, come on down, brother. <laughs> As always, thank you so much for listening. Um, uh, well, I hope you enjoyed it. It's really tough when we do these off-prem shows, and I mean, with the crazy craziness all around you, you know, we're yeah, the limited. noise level, and <laughs> yeah. So I'm just I'm happy that some of these interviews came out. And uh, again, Tennessee was good to us. Yeah, it was a great trip. Beautiful. Smoky Mountains are absolutely gorgeous. Yes, a yes. sight to behold. Yes, and you passed. Uh, was it Dollywood? <gasps> Dollywood. We didn't get to go there, but I waved from the highway. Hey, Dolly. Um, and Dolly, uh, Parton has her own radio station. Well, it was, it was something like a Smoky Mountain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like all Advertisement. Do- all, all Dolly all the time or something. <laughs> but yeah, so, alright, well, I hope you enjoyed and, uh, we'll, you'll, you'll hear from us with Ruby the next time you talk to us or listen to us or however you want to communicate or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> do they ever talk to us? Occasionally they, they do. Occasionally. We get, we get these weird chats and phone calls sometimes. So, yeah, so you actually do talk to us. <laughs> and if you ever want to, just hit us up on the, you know, kettle whistle radio gmail.com with ideas, music, or if you want to call in sometime, we'll take it. Um, and you can always find me at Fairly Dark on Twitter. And as always, check our, all our shows at Society 13 Podcasting Network on Facebook. Uh, you can find me at, at Ms. D5 on Twitter. Yep. All right. Well, that's a wrap. All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I host the rock podcast, Back to the Arena, The Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, The Interviews. Electric acid. 
Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab, an electric cast production. See you there. Electric cast.